0: Joe, Yo, where are you going with that mic in your
1: hand? It's time for School, Rock School, with your hosts, Dr. Joe Burns. In 1967, at the Monterey Pop Festival, there is a fight backstage between Jimi Hendrix and Pete Townsend. And when I say fight, I mean they went nose to nose. Now, nobody punched, but da 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 Class is in. This is the Rock School Radio Show here on the Rock School Radio Network. My name is Joe Burns. You are? I am
2: Tammy Burns. We
1: watch Saturday Night Live yeah. still to this day, but we watch it like old people. We're not staying up Saturday night till eleven thirty, ten thirty here I in can't, Central. It's ten thirty. It. No, I, I just won't exist. That's that's all there is to it. But the next morning, we were watching the February sixth episode. That's the one that was hosted by Dan Levy. And the musical guest that night, Phoebe Bridgers, took her guitar, a Dan Electric, and smashed it. And it was blatantly planned because sparks came up and whatever she hit it off of, it was supposed to be, I think, a wedge amp yeah. that she hit. And no wedge amp is going to take all that. So this thing was all set up. And that's not what bothers me. In fact, nothing bothers me about it. I'm perfectly fine. I loved the the stories of The Who and Hendrix. And oh such, yeah! breaking up their guitars my boomer generation loved that stuff here's the story that made a lot of people go Bhuh? she phoebe bridgers gave the guitar to glad g-l-a-a-d that's the gay and lesbian alliance against defamation and they auctioned it off at their media awards ceremony 125 bids at the end it was just two people going back and forth and back and forth and back and forth they sold finally the guitar a hundred and one thousand five hundred dollars
2: wow that
1: is as far as I know Uh it's the most money spent for a smashed guitar but what was really wonderful about it is when she crashed up the guitar and I think this helped because Mm -hmm. it created an online when she smashed it a lot of boomers went to Twitter and said that's fake that's it's all fake man I mean come on that's fake a lot of uh, uh, older female boomers were Mm -hmm. saying she should go to bed without supper oh I get it cuz she's 25 Oh, Oh, my
2: gosh. That's clever. I would be smashing guitars all day. (laughs)
1: If I could make that kind of coin. Here's the fun thing. Jason Isbell tweeted, Will you people calm down? It's an $85 guitar. Come Mm -hmm. on, guys. Or, Or words to that effect. Here's the fun part. Dan Electro, the maker of the guitar that she had. It was a Dano 56 baritone. And the thing was, she... Phoebe Bridgers contacted Dan Electro and said, "I'm going to do this." They wrote her back and wished her luck because we build them pretty strong,
0: oh, and at the nice. end of it, if you watch the nice. video of it,
1: she hit the heck out of it. The guitar stayed in attacked and then after that dan electro tweeted this is after the show ran they tweeted have a smashing weekend so you know some people were upset some people weren't but i love the idea of it. the moment i saw it i knew i was going to do a rock school show on it because people are you know rock stars used to smash their guitars all the time no they didn't a few select really successful rock stars did so that's what i want to talk about today Smashing guitars and other instruments and what people pay for it and all that kind of good stuff. So Phoebe Bridges kicked it off. So I'm going to play for you the audio of the Phoebe Bridges presentation on Saturday Night Live, and at the end, it just becomes, this is radio, obviously, this is podcast, but you can find it online. Uh, They've taken it off of YouTube. SNL was weird about that. Hmm. But on many other smaller sites, you will be able to find sort of just the smash and all that, so it's not difficult to find. But here's the audio of it, and you'll hear it at the end, all the feedback and all that kind of stuff, and the pops from the stuff going off. Oh, I love the feedback. Here you go. It's Phoebe Bridgers here on Rock School.
0: Three clicks and I'm home When I get back I'll lay around And I'll get up and lay back down Romanticize a quiet life There's no place like my room And you had to go
1: The question that banged into my head was, obviously, she's playing around with that 1960s, 70s thing. Right. Where artists destroyed their instruments as part of the show. And that's what it was. It was a show. It was part of it. It was planned. If the guitar literally exploded, then it was set up to explode. Yeah. And the reason is, these instruments are built, like, like dan electric said to phoebe these things are built pretty strong kid they're they're not exactly it was said that leo fender would decide whether the neck wood was strong enough for his guitars uh-huh. by putting it between two chairs and then standing on it
0: oh. and he was a 200
1: pound man so oh you can swing it pretty good it's just that when these things happened a lot of times like pete townsend kurt cobain this was all planned when you talk about people destroying instruments, you have to talk about it not being a mistake, but something that was planned within the concert. Right. Yes? right. Believe it or not, it can be pulled all the way back to the classical era. Ludwig van Beethoven was said to have pounded his pianos with such force that he destroyed seven of them. Mm. I remember when I was, Seven. yeah, when I was uh, programming computers mm-hmm. uh, professionally, I apparently hit the keys on the keyboard way too hard.
2: Yeah, you still do.
1: I broke two keyboards. Why I take a little bit of pride in that is so far you still beyond me. Them. I do, but I haven't done in a while. I haven't, apparently I'm I'm pulling it back. Franz Liszt uh, hammered a piano to pieces at a concert one time because it went out of tune and he didn't like it. Oh people loved it so much he continued doing it at subsequent shows. So this idea is nothing that Pete Townsend it's a show, created. Man. Yeah. Jerry Lee Lewis mistreated pianos. Yes, there are yeah. uh, and also uh, why can't I come up with his name? Why? balubba blop bam bam Fruity. um uh, he would take his foot and smash on the keys yeah mm -hmm. Uh, little Richard was just awful to his stuff they would walk on them dance on them flip them and there is a story although we can't find the exact date time that Jerry Lee Lewis set one on fire Mm -hmm. now that was in the Jerry Lee Lewis biopic but did it really happen gosh I don't know yeah it did in 1956 on the Lawrence Welk show somebody named it wasn't his real name, Rockin' Rocky Rockwell. Really sounds like they just don't know how to make fun of people on that show. He did a mocking rendition of Elvis Presley singing Hound Dog, and in conclusion he smashed the acoustic guitar over his knee. Oh my
2: gosh. That was
1: set up to go. Come on. Lawrence
2: Welk must have just about died on (laughs) stage.
1: Again, I think it was set up. If something breaks by mistake I you know it has to be set up to do it in 1962 a Korean artist named Nam Jun Paik performed one for violin solo and the whole purpose of it was that the violin slowly lifted and lifted and lifted until it was smashed on a table mm. now where this becomes Phoebe's concern is when it starts to become guitars and a lot of people point to Pete Townsend being the first one that started busting up his guitars on purpose. Yeah. And I have the story of how it started and we're going to talk about Pete and how much people pay for these things and all of that. But first, I said Jerry Lee Lewis. Yes, I did. He go on Rock School.
0: Come on over, baby. Whole lot of shaking mm-hmm. on. Over. Yes, nice. come on over. Baby, baby, you can't go wrong. We ain't faking, oh, all of chicken going on Well, I say, come on over, baby. We got chicken in the barn. We got chicken in the barn. Who's born?
1: All right, there's Jerry Lee, who supposedly lit the piano on fire, right, but right. we want to talk about guitars. And I said, or suggested, mm-hmm. that Pete Townsend was the first one to do it, No and way. not mistakenly. It was no the, the literal idea of, I am making a conscious decision to make this part of the show. It was. And you said, no, it had to be Hendrix. It
2: had to be Hendrix. My
1: assumption is you're talking about Hendrix and the Monterey Pop Festival where he put lighter fluid all over it. And he lit it. I have that story for you. Okay. And it is past when Townsend did it. So if we're going to talk about the people who first did this as part of the show, look, if a guitar breaks as part of it by mistake, that's not it. Right. It was the person who made the conscious decision, as part of my show, I'm going to destroy my instruments. Mm -hmm. And it was Pete Townsend. The story goes that in 1964, he was playing at this little cruddy club called the Railway Hotel, and the floor was too high to the ceiling. So he took his Rickenbacker and he threw it up in a fit of hitting a, a chord or something. Mm-hmm. If you've ever seen, he's still active today when he plays, but when you see him in the 1960s, extremely active personality oh, yeah. on stage. Yep. Threw the guitar up, the headstock of the Rick hit the ceiling <laughs> and split. The guitar is no longer playable. Obviously, the tension of the strings just went bleh. So what Townsend did was just completed the job. That's his phrase. That's what he said. But that's what when the when the music press wrote about it the next day. Yeah,
2: that's what that, they wrote. Right.
1: That's what they they hit on. So it became. Big 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 for him to do these kind of things. The official records on the Who suggest that Townsend broke more than thirty-five guitars in nineteen sixty-seven alone. Whoa. In sixty-nine, he broke just three. But here's the fun thing. Mm-hmm. Roger Daltrey in an interview said that he would smash a guitar up to five times because he would hit it and again. As Dan Electric said, th- these things are hard to bust. Right. So if it just sort of shattered in a little bit of pieces, uh-huh. he would glue them back together. Uh, ah! He wouldn't, but I got to believe a roadie would. And it's up to five times he would re-smash and re-smash. As long as the middle body and the neck were in good shape, Yeah. do it again. Wow. And if you want to see something really smoke and cool, look for an Annie Leibovitz poster called... How to launch your guitar in 17 (laughs) steps. And it's just that. A multitude of pictures of Townsend taking a Gibson SG and smashing it to death over these pictures. And what they did then was take it, reconstruct it, and display it in Lucite. It's in the Rolling Stones offices right now. Now, where a lot of people say this began, and it didn't, But this is where a lot of people say it did. The Smothers Brothers Comedy Hour in 1967. Yep, yep. When they performed, there was supposed to be explosions and crashing and all that, because that's what people knew. You know, give the people what they want, so said the Kinks. So what happened was Keith Moon had an explosion, explosive, put inside of his bass drum. However, it was over. What do you call it? Overfilled? Overexplosive. Overexplosive? Yeah. And it went kaboom. And you'll hear it on the tape because I'm going to play it for you. Mm -hmm. I'm going to do the whole thing because I want to hear Tommy Smothers talking to the band members and, and things like that. They do My Generation and then kablooey. It's right at the end this thing goes. But by then, they've just destroyed everything because at that time, that's what the Who was known for. Dig it. Dig it. All right, from the Smothers Brothers, nineteen sixty seven, here's the Who, my generation on rock school. Where do you
3: want yeah, <laughs> They look after us on this show. You know, you guys are really too much, and I want to introduce you to the, the guys individually in The Who, because you never get to know their names you know them as The Who. Everybody says, Who, and you say, you know. What's your, so what's your name? Pete. Pete and Townsend. Pete. Yeah. Pete, and where are you from, Pete? London. From London? Yeah. London where? London, England. <laughs> hey, where'd you learn to play, you know, that's a wild style of uh, playing. Where'd you learn to play the guitar like that? That was bowling. Bowling. <laughs> <laughs> bowling. Yeah, I could tell. <laughs> now we move right along, uh, uh, <laughs> right, over, <laughs> right over here, and you're? Um, John. You're John? John. Yeah. And, you're f- and you're from? London, sir. From London, too? Yeah. And uh, you must be uh, Roger. I must be. Uh, are you? Yeah. You're Roger? I'm Roger, and where are you from? Uh, Oz. Roger, <laughs> R- here's Roger from Oz. <laughs> and over here the guy plays the sloppy drums (laughs) follow the yellow brick road what's your name keith keith my friends call me keith you can call me john okay john i'm gonna yeah i just call you roger Uh, (laughs) uh, roger from oz what's the what's the next song you're gonna do my generation your generation yeah i can really identify with that because i really identify with these guys i dig them and this is You got sloppy stage hands around here. <laughs> okay, that's
0: enough! They're
3: <laughs> gonna sing My Generation. This song really goes, and you're gonna be surprised what happens because this is excitement and hit it. My generation.
0: <laughs> People try to put us to down, you just because.
1: break we'll take a break from Pete Townsend because I know you want to get into Townsend versus Hendrix right and when the burning and all that actually Mm -hmm. happened and you'll see Townsend did it first is it better to smash the guitar or burn the guitar
2: oh I would burn it
1: and here's something a lot of people don't know Mm -hmm. Hendrix burnt the guitar twice it wasn't just at the Monterey Pop Festival and I'll tell you about that here in a second. Um, Eddie Van Halen smashed one of his guitars in Tucson while on tour with Sammy. We saw this tour. It's where Eddie didn't do anything except roll around on the ground with feedback.
2: Yeah, I remember and I, that. I was
1: yelling at him, get up, you're a rock star. Jeff Beck smashed a Les Paul in the 1966 film Blow Up. Malmsteen did it in 2005 in Tokyo. And in 1977, Richie Blackmore did it. And again... These are all available on YouTube if you want to see it. The Ingve Malmsteen, mm-hmm. uh, I would have him talk to a baseball swing coach because it took him forever oh. to destroy the guitar. What's the one I'm, I'm going to play for you right into the break? In the film, The Hateful Eight, there's a scene where Jennifer Jason Leigh sings a song. And Kurt Russell, whose character is bringing her in for a bounty, gets angry at her and says, that's enough, music time is over. She is playing an 1870 Martin guitar on loan from C.F. Martin and Company.
0: No. There
1: were seven, count them, seven fake Martin guitars that were to be smashed. They're recording it and Kurt Russell went forward with it and took the eighteen seventy Martin and smashed it. If you if you the the actual the film. One. Watch it. You'll see Jennifer Jason Lee's just eyes get big. No, no, no. And she's not acting. She's yeah. basically telling Russell, that's the real guitar. Well, kablooey, and that's the one you see. According to CF Martin and Company, forty thousand dollars for the instrument.
2: Oh my God. So,
1: what I'm going to do is I'm going to play that into the break. So, those of you out there who are running the show, into the break, this little bit from The Hateful Eight, and then back in a minute here on Rock School. Who's listening to us?
2: KSCL, Shreveport, Louisiana.
1: Excellent. I'll say it again back in a minute here on Rock School.
2: <laughs> Music
0: time's over. Hey, whoa, 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 whoa. Turn around.
1: The break tammy this will take me a minute to do for you okay in terms of lighting the guitar on fire the one most people know is 1967 the monterey pop festival okay mm-hmm. let's let's leave that for a second earlier that year march 31 they're at london i say they Jimi Hendrix and his manager, who was a bassist, I believe, for the Animals, Chas Chandler, were hanging out with rock writer Keith Altham. And he, Altham, kinda makes a joke, wouldn't it be funny if when you play the song Fire, you actually played with fire? It took about 10 minutes, the idea was created, a roadie was sent out to buy some lighter fluid, and it happened. Now, in 2008, After spending decades in storage, that Fender Stratocaster that he burnt there at London's Finsbury Park, Astoria, Mm -hmm. was sold for $450,000, and no one exactly knows who it is, where it is, and it's probably sitting on a wall, which is, to me, a crime. A guitar should be played. Or burned. Now, how do we get to the one everyone knows? In 1967, at the Monterey Pop Festival, there is a fight backstage between Jimi hendrix and pete townsend and when i say fight i mean they went nose to nose now nobody punched but da, 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 da. the idea was who's going to go first and townsend freely admits now we didn't want to go first because we knew for a fact this guy would kill us
2: yeah
0: so yeah.
1: A coin was flipped, and Townsend loses. The who has to go first, and of course he, Townsend, goes ballistic. Break the instrument. Blah, 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 blah. Hendrix comes out and plays "Wild Thing," and at the end of it, burns the guitar. Oh. Now that guitar was given to Frank Zappa by Howard Parker, who is Hendrix's roadie at the Miami Pop Festival. The guitar has been repaired and is now in the hands of Dweezil Zappa, and he plays it live when Zappa Plays Zappa Tours out. So that's where that is. So in terms of destroying guitars and such, Townsend did it first. Depending if you think smashing or burning is better, (laughs) Hendrix did it better. So I'm going to play for you the live version of Wild Thing by Hendrix at the Monterey Pop Festival. At the end of it, again, it's like the Phoebe thing lots of feedback blah 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 if you want to see it for real i got it off of a youtube video so go take a look at it and it sounds like this here on rock school
0: me one more time again all <laughs> shucks I love you <laughs>
1: Coming into the bottom of the hour, seven days seventy seconds here in a moment. I gotta hustle along because we are way behind time. I'm Joe Burns, you I are am Tammy Burns. Tammy, who do you think holds the record for the most smashed guitars in one tour? Oh. 140 of them. Townsend. You would
2: think, yep. but yep. Yep. no.
1: Who? It is a much more recent thing. I'm going to tell you who it is here in a second. Aww. By the way, Nine Inch Nails often destroyed their instruments. According to Trent Reznor, quote, if they failed on stage, they must be destroyed. Alright, let's do 7 Days and 70 Seconds. These are the Rock and Roll Dates, April 26th through May the 2nd. Go ahead, Tammy. You got Monday. April
2: 26, 1986. Van Halen's 51 One hundred and fifty hits number one with new lead singer Sammy Hagar
1: April 27 2002 for the first time since the British invasion there are no British acts in the u.s. top ten
2: whoops April 28 1987 Tony Bennett's The Art of Excellence becomes the first album released on CD first with no LP release previous
1: April 29 1975 White Christmas is played over Armed Forces Radio The Vietnam War is over.
2: April 30th, 1965, Herman's Hermits begin a tour of the United States with the zombies as the (laughs) opening act. Yeah. May 1,
1: 1991, MTV's Unplugged legitimizes rap. When De La Soul, MC Light, A Tribe Called Quest, and the one everyone remembers, LL Cool J, perform with live bands. And then May 2nd, 1997, the first Austin Powers movie opens up and everybody learns Quincy Jones' Soul Bossa Nova. All right, who do you think is the person who holds the Guinness record, breaking the most guitars in any one tour, 140? muse specifically guitarist matthew bellamy there you go put that on a brain cell no here's muse on rock school Coming into the second break, again, off air, you said to me if it wasn't uh, Muse, the guy from Muse, Bellamy, then you were going to suggest Kurt Cobain.
2: Right. That's who I was thinking about.
1: The fun thing about Cobain is even he admits he doesn't smash guitars or he didn't smash guitars. He was more awful to amplifiers. Mm -hmm. It says here Kurt Cobain would bust up guitars, obviously it happened, but it was amplifiers. And these are his words. He used to use a Mesa boogie head with the mids all the way up, but he would always put them through cheap speakers. He said when he was coming up, he didn't have any money to buy them. Right. But he enjoyed the sound that the cheap speakers made. He was known for actually getting the speakers that were used for PAs and then running the Mesa Boogie into them, and he would just split the cones and, and break them up. He still did it even when... They, you know, Nirvana had the money to buy any amplifier they wanted. In terms of guitars, though, if you'd like to hear him destroying a guitar, in the recording of the song Endless Nameless, he has a Fender guitar that he broke during the recording. When you listen to it, that guitar is busted at the end. Again, all the feedback, all the what have you however the guitar was repaired he Kurt Cobain ends the guitar for good in 1991 by destroying it at a gig in Seattle and it's now on display at the EMP Music Museum in Seattle Mm -hmm. we saw it because we have been to the EMP Museum in Seattle so when you think Kurt Cobain did he destroy guitars yeah but he even admits he was worse on amplifiers not because it was part of the show was because he liked to drive the speakers to the point of destruction yeah because he liked the sound there
2: you go they go
1: who's listening to us
2: ks rq thief river falls minnesota
1: excellent back in a minute here on rock school Out of the break who are we going to see this coming October
2: you mean kiss,
3: kiss!
1: <laughs> have any of you and I'm positive I know you have and all of you out there have you ever looked at the live nation packages that are available for any concert you were going to before COVID? They were nice don't get me wrong backstage uh-huh. you got a nice place to buy gig stuff and oftentimes it would say at least some members of the band will come backstage to say what? hi what?
0: we what? had what we do you had mean? a
1: shot we had a shot of going to see van halen and there was the live nation bit but it never said i even showed it to you it was fifteen hundred dollars i think yep it never said that any of the band would show up so i didn't buy it Doesn't mean they didn't, but I was not guaranteed to meet any. It would have been fine with me if it was just Wolfgang that came back. No,
2: come on.
1: You're right. It probably wouldn't have been. No. However, in terms of smashing guitars, KISS, specifically Paul Stanley, Mm -hmm. sells smashed guitars for each concert. I have found two. Two, and they were from different tours. But I have found two Live Nation packages where you can buy the Ibanez Destroyer guitar that Stanley plays that night and then smashes. Now, that's not quite true. Yes, he does play an Ibanez Destroyer, but not the one that gets smashed. Aww. Why? Why? Because the guitar has to explode when he hits it. It has to go to pieces. So what happens is on the last song of the night... He is handed, he, Paul Stanley, is handed by the roadies a guitar that has already been sawn through gotcha. in certain sections. Now, right. it's all on the back of the instrument, mm-hmm. so the audience can't see it, but a lot of the broken guitars are up online. If you want to go look at it, people will actually point out, here's the saw line, here's this, and, and that's where it happened. And they don't just saw the neck, they saw parts of the body. So this thing literally goes kabooski. oh wow would you like the guitar yes on one tour it was $5,500 on the second tour it was $6,000 and if you want to go farther yeah he Paul Stanley sells the microphone that he sings into all night for $3,000
2: I bet he can't do that now and
1: I don't know but why doesn't Gene Simmons sell the strings he played on I mean that why not just clip the strings off at the end of the night
2: Yeah,
0: and
1: then sell those? I'll bet people would give you $1,000 for
2: those. He would sell anything yep. also.
1: Why does it happen? Well, he, Paul Stanley, uh-huh. had a deal with Gibson for their Marauder guitars for a while, and they sent him like a hundred of them. And the guitars just, you know, no longer was he promoting them, so he had guitars. So he started smashing them.
2: Makes sense. And
1: that's where it started. Well, you've so.
2: got a few that could be smashed.
1: Oh, I, get, I could smash every one of these. They're, I built them, so they're really poorly built. KISS, live! uses what they usually end the concert with a few times. And again, go on the YouTube-y old device when, if you want to see paul stanley destroy guitars it's almost invariably rock and roll all night that he boom boom and then of course the spinal tap holding of the e chord for nine minutes and the strings go everywhere and blah 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 here's kiss live on rockstar Did I mention that in 1977, Richie Blackmore did it? Did I mention that? I don't think so, no. I don't think so either. Mm -mm. Uh, Paul Simonon of The Clash did it at the New York City's Palladium. Technically, he didn't smash a guitar. He smashed a Fender P bass. And if you'd like to see it, it is on the front of The Clash's album, London Calling. Billy Joe Armstrong destroyed some guitars. He's done it a few times, but this is the one everyone knows, at the iHeart Music Festival. It was in 2012. He was supposed to play for 45 minutes. So they cut it down to 25 minutes because <laughs> they wanted to make room for Usher. He was oh, really angry. No. I urge you to go watch this Ooh. on the YouTubeial device. And once again, I can't play it because beep, word, word, beep, 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 mm. word, beep, word, word, beep. So we're going to wrap this up, this whole smashing of the guitar thing. Uh, you know, hey... If more people want to do it and use it to raise money right. for what have you, good for you, Phoebe. Smash on. I'm all for it. But just remember, they're 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 hard to break up. There's a fellow named John Hyatt. He has a song called Perfectly Good Guitar where he gets upset at people that smash up the guitar. So we'll finish on that. But first, uh, do you remember John Belushi and Animal House? Yes, I do. Coming down the stairs and the guy saying, I gave my love a cherry <laughs> that had no stone. Oh. I've got the audio for that. Trivia question: mm. Who was the guy playing the guitar, singing about the cherry and the no stone? Oh
2: gosh, I know this. Know? I know. Stephen no.
1: Bishop. He uh, had two monster hits. Yep. On and on, she just keeps on trying. Yep. And save it, for, save a rainy it day. for a rainy day. But that's him, Stephen Bishop, and Belushi destroys it. So, Belushi first, John Hyatt to end it, and we're done. I'm bye Joe bye. Burns.
2: Tammy Burns.
1: That's it. Class is dismissed.
3: i gave my love a cherry that had no stone i gave my love a chicken that had
0: Sorry.